This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where Billy and I tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was ghosts. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I am Adam Lustick. And this is the first podcast that we are recording in the new HeadGum Studios. Brand spanking new studios in downtown Los Angeles. You know, that doesn't matter to the people listening at all. You home. can't visualize it necessarily. Right. But just know that we are in a new environment. Yes. Um, we moved out of the old delicious HeadGum Studios into the new delicious hip cool HeadGum Studios. It's really a testament to Jake and Amir. These Truly. guys have made this thing happen. Yes. They, they had a house. They built a studio in the house. Which and was the, so awesome. And the business has grown now to such a degree that they have an actual office in downtown Los Angeles. And here we are. And we're here. Yeah. This is, this is our, our maiden voyage in the new ship. And I think it's going well so far. I think so, too. Although it did take us a healthy amount of time to figure out the wiring. But we're past that now. <laughs> and here we are recording. That's right. <laughs> um, talking about going well so far. Adam, congratulations on 20 episodes of this The No this Joke Podcast. This is number podcast. 20, man. It yeah. feels good. It feels really, really right. Yeah. Um, and here's to another 20,000 more. Whoa. I mean, that may be ambitious. Yes. Five more. Uh, let's start. Set set realistic goals. <laughs> set exactly. realistic goals. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but we've had, uh, even in our first 20 episodes, yeah. uh, we've had a cornucopia of amazing guests uh, and a lot of great chats. I feel like I didn't think I had anything left to learn about you, but apparently that is not the case. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Isn't that cool? You're my best friend. I've known you for what seems like ever. Right. And yet this, I still am, you're revealing yourself to me episode by episode. You know, it's funny that you say that because um, when we went to Burning Man, and we mm-hmm. talked about that a couple episodes, mm-hmm. there was a moment at Burning Man. And again, you know, as you become friends with someone, you just always assume that you know everything about yeah. them. But there was a moment at Burning Man when we were standing next to a massive fire. Yes. When I told you something that made you stop. And say say that again, Billy. Yeah, that was a big that was a big revelatory moment. You dropped uh, a bomb on me from right. your past, right? Um, and yes, that was a great example of uh, I thought I knew everything that there was to know right. about Billy Scafiri, and all of a sudden you had this this wh- this whopper. Yeah, it was a whopper. And this whopper is going to be the subject or topic of our episode today. That's right. Um, a lot of people know us, you and I, as comedians with Harvard Sailing Team. Yep. We do Billy and Adam. We mm-hmm. make snakes. We are both individual actors and writers, and people are familiar with our work. Sure. One thing people might not know about me, Billy Scafuri, yep. is that I'm haunted. Yeah. Haunted by ghosts. It sounds silly and provocative to say. We can give you just a second to let that sink in. Uh, but this is what Billy told me on the desert of Burning Man as right. we were standing next to a massive fire. Right. Um, Billy told me about a uh, one incident in particular, but not a, the an isolated incident in your life, but right. the most maybe profound right. or brain-mind-twisting, mind-bending ghost experience that you had. And I get it that... When you're at Burning Man, a lot of people are on drugs, there's lights and neon, and it's really wild. So if there was ever a time to make up a lie and say, hey, by the way, I'm haunted, I see ghosts, it's probably there. Right, but it was clear to me in your eyes, in your tone, in your voice um, that uh, you were revealing something deeply true. Right. Uh, Now, before we actually get into the particular instances in my life in which I was uh, met by ghosts, do you believe in ghosts? 
Ooh, God, that is such a tough question. Sure. I mean, because short answer, hell no. Do you sure. know what I mean? Like short, brief, off the like, like knee jerk reaction. No. Now you saying hell makes it seem really like this is hard and fast. You don't believe in ghosts. But you had to think about it first. I did have to think about it. I mean, here's the thing. It's like I, I am, I'm, I'm dictated by my reason okay. and my rationality. Right. Um, I have a hard time believing things that I can't reason. Right. That I can't see, that I can't smell, that I can't touch. Right. And I know that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I struggle with just the notion of faith. I feel like with, with ghosts and with like believing in things that are beyond our scope of like, ra- of the, that we can see. Right. Uh, I, I struggle with that. Sure. Of course. Um, I struggle to like make those leaps of faith. You know, I'm with you too. I struggle with God always have because it's just, it's not, he's not tangible. It's not tangible. I you just, can find God in other things, in plants, in things like that, but that's right. it's hard. Here's a, just to deviate from that real quick. Yeah. Are angels ghosts? <laughs> I think so. Are angels ghosts? I like to think that. Well, yeah. Let's let's just maybe just define what like define between the two of us what a ghost and all and also what an angel is. Angel is okay. yeah. Um, define what a ghost is to you. Okay, I'm sort of going off the cuff here. I'm going to say a ghost is a <clears throat> actual. Hmm. Uh, it is a f- real physical manifestation of a dead person. Okay. Right. Well, I, I guess know. that that's loose. I mean, it's not a physical manifestation because um, I think it's the energy. Here's what it might be. Okay. It is the energy um, that is provided by the essence of someone who has passed. Wow. So it's more of the energy I would define a ghost as than a physical thing. Okay. I would probably define a ghost up until I was haunted um, as a white sheet with two holes for us. There you go. Like the yeah. Halloween costume version yeah. of a ghost. There's like a lot of like smart ways you could be like the physical manifestation of something that doesn't exist but wants to get in contact with you. Sure. Who cares? Sure, whatever. A little academic of me, I guess. It's a white sheet and it goes boo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they know but one word and it's boo. Boo. Yeah. yeah. And not in the... Uh, get off the stage, boo. In the spooky boo. I'm here in the walls, boo. <laughs> yeah. Why boo? Why boo? Why boo? Yeah. Uh, well, see, that's the thing. I think that again, I, I, I'm a rash. I'm a rationalist, right? And I, I would say that why boo? It's like yeah. my first knee-jerk reaction is because, like, back in the day, in the puritanical days, or like the caveman days, they heard wind, and wind kind of goes like. Ooh. Hey, when that kind makes of sense. makes that noise, yes. so people would just assume that right. those were ghosts and ghosts say boo. So that's how I can sort of like, in a very unromantic way, I am able to sort of like go back and rationalize and make rational and make reasonable all of these unexplained things, which yes. was why the story that you told me at Burning Man was so difficult for me to reconcile. Of course. Yes. And also, I'm a person you trust. I trust you implicitly. I I know you. Yeah. I I know you. And now here's the duality of me. I lie a lot. We've mentioned that before. Mostly for entertainment. Mostly for personal entertainment. For sport. For sport. It's my hunting. (laughs) (laughs) Just target your lie and shoot an arrow right in them. I don't know if Billy has said this on the podcast, but Billy often says, jokes are for the audience. Lies are just for you. Remember that. He believes that. Yes. (laughs) But I told you the truth, and now, listeners of No Joke, I'm going to tell you the truth with my first instance with a ghost. An actual, true ghost story. Okay. So sit back. This story might take about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Bear with me. Mm -hmm. This is my life. Billy is haunted. (laughs) Fifteen years old. I have my own bedroom. I'm Mm -hmm. a very blessed child. I have my own bedroom. It's a perfect square. Consider it a 10 by 10 square. Okay. Within that bedroom, there is a little alcove off of the square. 
just wide enough to squeeze in a twin-sized bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a twin-sized bed alcove in my bedroom, and my bed, because of a series of reasons, which I'll get to, mm-hmm. is now squished in that alcove. Mm-hmm. Worth noting that it took me, my best friend, and I believe my father to squish that bed into the alcove, meaning that it took manpower. It didn't just fit comfortably in there. It took some effort to get the bed into the crevice. Within that, the attic in my house... Um, was being redone, so we took all of the furniture out of the attic and placed it in my bedroom sure. so that we could work on the attic. Yeah. That's why we had to move my bed out of a normal place in the room so that there would be room for furniture. Got to accommodate the junk from the attic. So there is a bed in this little alcove, mm-hmm. and otherwise, the all the floor space in my bedroom is dressers and just boxes and heavy items that my father and I had to move out of the attic into my bedroom. Yes. that took. You're saying that took physical, laborious effort to move. I couldn't move those things by myself. Right. Okay. So that's the scene. That's where we are right now. Yes. And also, just for not to just go in and really break this down, but this is the, in the physical layout of your house. This is upstairs. Correct. Of your house. Yes. And this is the bedroom that I know with all your DJ stuff down there, right? Yeah. So it's sort of a low, sloping ceiling. Yes. Uh, there is, yes. And the bed was really sort of tucked into this corner. That's what matters. Yes. I go to sleep one night, just like every other night preceding this night in my life. And in the middle of the night, I have a dream that is, dare I say, beyond clear. It was reality again, where I wake up and I'm in my bed. I'm laying flat in my bed. All the furniture is in front of me. It's a very messy room because of the move, except there's one thing that's different. I'm laying in my bed, but there is a six foot, seven foot, maybe 10 foot Native American man standing on my bed over me. Quick pause here. So this is the dream that you're having that is crystal clear and seems super real. This is like a dream in quotes because really there's no way of saying, and we'll get to why, it was a dream or actuality. Right. So in this quote-unquote dream, in this semi-lucid dream, whatever this sort of state of consciousness is, you are lying in bed and you, Billy, are aware that you are Billy lying in bed. 100%. And you see – and this Native American gentleman or woman? Native American gentleman wearing traditional – at least what I was taught – traditional headdress, the loincloth. Oh, my God. Uh, a very muscular man. I, but I'm talking like – to the heavens. So from my standpoint, either one of his legs is standing over my legs. So he's straddling me like by my ankles, yes. but standing up tall and looking at me eye to eye. And I don't have any sense of fear or concern. No, I am, I'm also not feeling like this should be happening, but I remember just letting it happen. And letting it happen means that I looked at him and he looked at me and he said, and I, and I quote, this won't be the last time I visit you. Okay. Uh, I just got a chill on my body. I don't believe in this shit, and I just got a chill that surged on my body. I fall back asleep. I wake up the next morning. Could have been an hour later. Could have been five minutes later. I don't really know. That's not how, We don't know how sleep works. Right. <laughs> we don't know. But I woke up. It was the next following morning, and my bed and me are now on the other side of my bedroom. My bed has been rotated 180 degrees so that I'm facing where my bed should have been and all of the furniture that was now in my that was in my room has been moved to the side so that my bed could now be where it started weeks ago okay 
So there's there's multiple follow up things that I can that I'll bring up, but worth noting that I couldn't have moved that furniture by myself. Clearly, I couldn't have moved that bed out. No chance by myself. It was wedged in the crevice. My sister shares basically a wall with me, meaning that if I was moving furniture in my sleep, by which I couldn't, there's no chance she couldn't have woken exactly. up. Exactly. And I woke up. And I freaked, and I ran downstairs, and I told my parents. What did you tell your parents exactly? You know, it's real. That's so fascinating because <laughs> you know, throughout this, so this was about twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, and you'd think that I would have every single detail after it as clear as I had while it was happening, because I don't think of it as a traumatic situation, right? But I, in retrospect, I can't even tell you what I told my parents, but I remember that everyone in my family treated it real. No one just dismissed me as saying that he doesn't, he's just making this up. He's going through a hard time because it had changed. The room had changed. All of the heavy things from the attic had been rearranged. The bed, which had taken a lot of manpower and squeezing and grunting to shove into this corner was physically moved. And on the other side of your bedroom, not only that, before we had moved the bed into the alcove, my best friend, Steve Corvetti, was jumping on my bed. <laughs> he broke one of the wheels that keeps my bed level. Okay. Okay, so there's four little posts in the corner of your bed. Sure. And he broke one of them jumping on my bed. Good. So logically, we used my current math textbook <laughs> to level out my bed. <laughs> Integrated mathematics, too. Shout out. <laughs> so that was so he put that under my bed, and that created a very distinct ring in the bed from the post where the wheel should have been. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay. So when the bed was moved by the ghost, we believe, you'd think that the ghost wouldn't take into account the mathematics textbook. They'd probably leave it in the alcove. Seems like a small detail for a ghost. 24 hours later, I remembered that that textbook was underneath the wheel. There's no chance that it would still be if the bed was moved back under where it should be. Not only was the integrated mathematics textbook underneath that post, it hadn't moved from the original ring that it had made earlier so even if the bed was somehow pulled and turned it had been put exactly precisely to the inch on the ring so you'd have to believe that it never even left the bottom of the bed which also uh, defies science and logic precisely and or at least uh, sort of implies that this ghost has uh, structural integrity he really has a good sense of mature design he didn't want to mess anything up yeah so wow so that was a story yeah. that I told you yes. at Burning Man. And when I told you that, well, really what I said was, did I ever tell you about the time the ghost moved my bed? <laughs> and you grabbed me by the shoulder in a, you'd call it sincere, serious, almost concerned. Yeah. I think you might have even said, sit down. Yeah. And we spoke about this and I told you this and a few other stories. Yes. And that was the beginning of me telling you that I'm haunted. Haunted, yeah. So I think that we leave the listeners with that as the mouche-bouge. As the the mouche-bouge. The taste of Billy's haunted life. Exactly. We'll listen to a song. Great. And then we'll come back and try and unpack it and tell some more ghost stories. Chew on that, audience. Chew on that. It's the 20th episode of the No Joke Podcast. Yep. We're super proud of it. Absolutely. There is a DJ and a producer named Jamie XX. His last name in uh, Roman numerals means... 20. So we are going to play uh, one of my girlfriend's favorite songs by him. Nice. It's called Good Times by Jamie XX. Let's hear it. Number 20. We'll be right back. Billy's Haunted. Good times. Talking good about a sugar booger flavor flavor. There's gonna be good times. Good times. I know there's, there's gonna, gonna be good We're out every day till we meet us. I fit on it up on the weekends. Boss, I toast to your real friend. Tell me why you're drinking, girl. 
We a drink and a beat couple sizzler Tell her wind up like a window GM drive her crazy but she and a passenger Me no smell like ginger Couple beer, champagne, shots of tequila When me clip one finger Me make the album click like ninja Time on, bonus split and clear man We have weed of every kind Weather New York or Trinia line Yalla follow one one in a line One relax pump papi front seat When the beam a recline Ah, so the seat in design So I know that's gonna be good Big man, one of the two girls That's a ass French girl and three island, take a trip to Tiki Island. Say them want be friends with Jamaican Rasta man, yeah, no be a can. They want a man from the ghetto, but not a can. Common sense, me and be Britain. They must say, we have a good time. I with them, I wait pan. The black sitting, she won't play pan. Let me say, baby, come have a good time. Most a bad one. No, say, you won't give me something a long time. Me deal with the scene, rough something like crime. I make you sing this line. That was the song Good Times by Jamie XX, Roman numeral of 20. And Popcon is also sings on that track. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we are talking about ghosts mm-hmm. and how Billy is haunted and uh, again i struggle to say these words because this isn't something that i believe in but which, you're my which best is funny friend. which is funny because you say you don't believe in it and when i said do you believe in ghosts after a few seconds of thinking about it you said hell no that's right but you're having i'm watching you have reactions to every next detail in my story which leads me to believe that the door is left ajar uh, the door i mean it is ajar uh, yeah, the door. I mean, and frankly, because of you. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, this... I don't have any personal experience with ghosts. I don't really believe, I believe that when you die, you get buried in the dirt and you decompose and you're, and you're bug food. And that could be true as well as ghosts. Uh, yes. Well, why do, do they have to be mutually exclusive? I don't exclusive? think they have to be mutually exclusive. Is yeah. it either bug food or Casper? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, it may not be an either or situation. Right. Um, but it's uh, but this this yeah. that's the so I would say in my catalog of ghost stories that is the flagship story that is the biggest physical there was an actual physical change here yes. if it ended at the Indian or the Native American saying this won't be the last time I visit you I wake up my bedroom is exactly intact this probably this story wouldn't go any further right but that one my bed moved spun around. And I woke up in a different place in my bedroom. You have to respect that that at least happened in reality. Yeah, and like you said, you sort of like preempted my (laughs) one sort of – again, like the way – you know, as in like the wind making noise and people assuming that was ghosts. It's like, okay, me, Adam, how did this rationally happen? Billy must have mo- – you must have moved this stuff in the middle of the night. Maybe you sleepwalk. Maybe you right. sleep talk. You like – you moved it. Right. A ghost didn't move it. You moved it. Which is so funny because here's another ghost story. And I'll try and keep this one shorter because it's not as big. 
but it happened. It's the second act of the No Joke Podcast, and in this uh, part, we like to talk about our current lives. This is one of the most recent ghost moments that has happened to me. Great. I was writing in my bedroom. My bedroom is coming off of a hallway in my apartment. In that hallway wall, there's four posters, all from previous Harvard Sailing Team shows that we've done over right. the years. Lovely frame photos. Very cool photos. Yeah. They all are um, vertical. They all go top to bottom. Mm-hmm. We've done a, we did a fifth show that had a horizontal poster. It didn't fit in the kind of layout of the poster right. wall. So I tucked it in a closet maybe 50 feet away um, behind pillows and fans and just, you know, things you put in a closet. Yes. I'm writing in my bedroom one day, and I hear um, – a poster fall, or I hear a framed picture fall off the wall. I go out to look, and one of the posters happened to slide off the wall. And that's totally gravity is gravity. real, wind, Physics. a door was open. Sure. However, the horizontal poster that was behind fans and pillows and a closed door about 40 feet away is now hanging on the hook Ugh. where that poster was. Oh, I have a really tough time with this. And you, when I told you, I called you, and I was pretty freaked out. You these, were, these, truly. These, these things shake me up a little bit for a second. When I saw that, I called you, and you, your first thought was, I had blacked out, then went to my closet, taken out the poster, hung the poster back up, went back to my desk, continued writing, all while blacked out, yeah. and then came to. When you say it like that, that sounds less reasonable than a ghost. Thank you. <laughs> when, you when you say it like that. Right. <laughs> but so. yeah, it was like I was, I was grasping for a rational explanation. I mean, that's what we humans do. We have to make order out of chaos. Of course. The notion that you say that a poster that was tucked in your closet behind a closed door under sweatshirts and boxes and debris somehow made its own way out of the closet and onto the wall, that is chaotic to me. So I need to create order out of that scenario right. and say, okay, what's rational? Billy blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> blacked out and did a series of events and woke up in the exact same seat remembering that a poster had fallen in the first place. Which also sounds super duper far-fetched right. and not really practical. Although you do have a history of fainting. You have blacked out a couple times. Yes. It's like this does happen to Billy... I don't know. I've sleepwalked and sleep talked. Like mm-hmm. again, thirsting for reason. Thirsting I was awake for order. though the whole time. Yeah. I didn't fall asleep. I remember every single order of event leading up to it. But you say that, you know, I have a history of it, and it dates back the first time I ever had any sort of what was that moment? Yes. And look, if these were all personal, and some of them are, like I guess that even that one, I was the only one there. But this one involves another person mm-hmm. for a second, which again brings in these other possibilities that maybe I'm not the crazy one. Exactly. Kindergarten, okay. first grade, maybe Oceanside School Five. Great. Oceanside School Five, Long Island. Mm-hmm. I am sitting on the reading carpet by myself. Mm, sounds delightful. Yeah, sounds nice so far. <laughs> the reading carpet is next to uh, two swinging doors that lead to a main hallway that'll lead you to the school office, yada, 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 the main hallway in an elementary school. Great. I'm reading a book, and for whatever reason, I look up, and I look out into the hall. For whatever reason, something catches my attention. What caught my attention? Abraham Lincoln. Huh. Not a hired zingagram Abraham Lincoln. Not a poster board cut out of. The man, the actual, the Abraham Lincoln, in full regalia, top hat included. Oh, my God. Is walking up the hall, stops, looks into the library where I'm sitting, acknowledges me, and acknowledges our librarian, and then continues to walk down the hall. Okay, sure. So maybe little kid Billy, just very big imagination, is just projecting these things. Of course, a rational adult there wouldn't have seen Abraham Lincoln. I look to the librarian, and she says, did you see that? I just got chills. Both of us walk to the hall, look down the hall, 
Nothing's there. I go back to the reading carpet. Don't think anything of it until years later when the Native American says, this won't be the last time I visit you. Suddenly then I'm allowed to start saying, wait a second, this kind of lines up with other things that have been happening. That's really wild. I mean, to me, how to what my rational, again, I, I don't mean to sound like a wet blanket hole poker, but like, I just need to make sense. Embrace of, debate. I, I'm into it. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me, try I would love for you to give me, a, and I'm not saying do it now. I'm saying in actuality. And if you're listening at home and you are a huge skeptic, please, I would love nothing more than to receive some sort of explanation or some sort of theory that, I could then say, you know what? That makes way more sense than ghosts. Right. No chance there was another uh, a class in school that day that was having an Abraham Lincoln section and they ha- that someone came in dressed as him to give a Gettysburg address in was... character in a class? Okay. A, why did he disappear? Yeah. He why? wasn't – it's not it, – it was a hallway, but it it, it was Abraham Lincoln. He, I, I assume that <laughs> – I assume other people would probably be looking for him right. if he was actually going to. So he just disappeared. The librarian clearly had no nothing on the agenda that said an Abraham Lincoln imposter will be coming here today. Clearly, um, And you so, hadn't heard any chatter the rest of the school. It's like that day went sort of on Abraham Lincoln was not brought up for the rest of the day. No one was like, hey, did you see the Lincoln thing in our class? When you're in Never kindergarten or in first grade, everything is kind of a little bit of a ghost. <laughs> you know what I mean? In that – Everything is still so new that you don't know all of the rules of society and when things show up and go away, it's all very cartoon or, you know, you're still learning the rules. So I can't answer that. What I just know that I saw what I saw and it was, it was, is he on the penny? He's on the penny. It was like the Abraham Lincoln. It was the one. The one with the hat and the skin tone and the height and the suit. That's amazing. So, I mean, one thing that we can say for sure is that the ghosts that you encounter are tall. Yes, that's very interesting. Again, and that's a great way to maybe try and just reverse engineer why I'm projecting these things and what I'm projecting. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, There is another story Mm. uh, that, uh, I don't know if, Bill, you're just so great at weaving these ghost tales. Okay. Um, The the Simi Wine. This is another one. And this one that is is intimately connected to me, Adam. Correct. (laughs) So. This deals with me. I got roped into your your hauntingness. Before we get to the story. Okay. Let's, I want to ask you. Yeah. So ghosts are one thing. Spirits, you know, just these words and these labels that we attribute to these things we can't explain. Right. But psychics and mediums are real people. Right. Now, what they do might be uh, up for debate. What they say might be up for debate. But those people are real people. Yes. Would you, A, ever want to go to a psychic? And B, would you accept the things they told you? Or would you immediately try and debunk them? I, A, would love to go to a psychic. We should get one on the podcast. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. Okay. Super idea. Okay. Um, absolutely. And B, I would immediately and uh, ferociously try to debunk and Why? try to reason. Why would you want both? That seems so interesting to me. Um, that's a good question. I guess, yeah, there is a bit of like, I know it's, I don't know, like there's a confirmation bias. Like I am, I tell myself that ghosts aren't real psychics aren't real nobody mm. can tell the future nobody reads palms this right. stuff is nonsense like it's it's snake oil it's snake oil salesman it's not real Got it. you know what i mean and it's like and there are people you know mentalists like darren brown who's like one of my favorite like british mentalist guys who are very good at um pa- like implanting power of suggestion reading body language very quickly and yeah. profoundly being able to uh infer a lot about a person almost in like a sherlock holmesian type way that can appear like magic that Got can it. seem magical Got it. but i don't think magic is real okay i don't think ghosts are real i don't think spirits and fortune telling is valid so i but i'd be curious 
to um, I mean, it's the same thing like horoscopes, and I just don't buy it. I just right. don't buy it. Gravity. You can't see it. Someone has found a way of proving that it exists. Yeah. If there, it's tough to say how you could prove that there is a spirit in the room. I've seen those like ghost hunter shows where they have some bullshit meter. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, it's blinking. <laughs> yeah. Like Bigfoot's close. <laughs> exactly. It's tough. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Well, I bring up I bring up psychics and mediums yes. because the story that you are directly related to, and Lord knows I'm directly related to, always um, revolves around them. Yes. So you want me to tell that one? Please do. Great. So my Pam, my mom is uh, she really she loves psychics. She loves going to mediums, and not for the she takes comfort in it. Yeah, she, she believes in it, and therefore she takes comfort in mm-hmm. it. And that has had a trickle down effect on her family, her friends, her uh, employers, and her coworkers. People trust her, and so when she says I do this, people feel more comfortable going in and trying it themselves. Sure. Okay. So, That's what it means. I, I know Marianne. I, she's a trustworthy, logical, kind, sweet, exactly. smart, intelligent, brilliant woman. She and, works by logic, which yeah. is why when you go to a psychic, it's like, well, that isn't logical. But since you are, I trust it. Exactly. Right. So my family goes to them from time to time. My mom, uh, when I was living in New York, invited me to go to a medium. A medium is different than a psychic. A psychic will predict the future. A medium acts as literally a, the person between a spirit who is trying to talk to a person. The, the they conduit. Can, exactly. They can be the voice of the spirit in the room. And usually spirits surround these people when they are talking to someone like myself. Exactly. Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost for a cinematic reference. You guys get it. You guys get it. <laughs> You've seen Swayze. So this medium. I get to the medium's house. It's in Staten Island. I'm going to set the scene. <laughs> It's in, great Sta- detail. Um, it's in Staten Island. And, okay, so I'm not a skeptic. I'm excited about this. Yes. I'm ready to just accept everything she says. Yes. So she takes my mom into her room first, into the, the medium room first, and she encourages me to sit on the couch. Okay, so now I'm sitting in this medium's house, just in Staten Island, kind of just like looking forward to whatever comes next. Don't want to think that this person's a loon. Right. She walks back out after like five minutes of being with my mom, and she looks at me and she says, by the way, I haven't started with your mother yet, but if a ninja walks into the house, tackle him to the ground. Come on, Billy. Okay. That's where... That's something you would say to me. Correct. Listen, though. <laughs> that's where I thought, oh, great, it's a loon. This person's a, a mental case. Okay, I'll tackle the ninja, ma'am. What I didn't know is that there was literally a burglar in Staten Island that was breaking into houses dressed as a ninja... And it just happened that she had a very low resting heart rate. And her suggestion to me was, just tackle him tackle to the ground. Tackle him to the ground. Okay, so that came after the fact. So That's hysterical. That's not the story. I'm going to rewind even further for a second just to continue to make this clear. Please. Me, you, and Chris had – Chris Smith from Harvard Sailing Team mm-hmm. had a night the night before where we were coming off of work as caterers. That's right. Or you were coming off of work as caterers, right. and you stole a bottle of wine from the catering company, and you brought it to our apartment, yep. and we were going to drink that wine together. Yep. Okay. Also worth noting, we were doing a show at the time underneath 34th Street. I think it was 29th Street at the People's Improv Theater mm-hmm. every single week. Mm-hmm. A lot of audience was coming. We were really making waves. Yeah. Doing comedy, making people laugh. Yeah. Okay. The wine that you brought the night before was from Simi Valley. Simi Valley. And the word Simi, for whatever reason, much like anything after you drink a bottle of wine, was making us laugh a lot. We were just goofing on the word Simi. Punning off of Simi, just saying Simi, 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 Simi. It just became the silliest thing to us. S-I-M-I. Yes. Fast forward back to the medium's house. Yes. The way the medium works when she brought me in, she told me in advance, was 
these, the words from the spirits and the people in the room come in so fast that I need to write them down first and then I'll just show you the paper and you tell me what is making sense here and then I'll start asking them more questions. Yes. I get into the room, she sits me down and immediately she tells me, your grandfather's here. I never met my grandfather, my father's father. Yes. From what I've heard, we are very much alike. Men of honor, men who like respect. He was always a very kind of straight-backed, strong man. Okay. I feel and, like he lords large in your life, even though you've never, maybe because, specifically because you've never met yeah, him. Yeah, I think so too. But the more I hear about him, the more it excites me. He kind of felt like a real king, mm -hmm. a real like, a man who demanded power, mm -hmm. took himself seriously. Mm -hmm. Well, I was stunned to find out that he was there and he wanted to talk to me. And the first thing he said was, uh, well, she wrote down on the paper, 30, uh, on, below 34th Street, keep them laughing. <laughs> and so she said, your, your grandfather wants you to see this. And it said, below 34th Street, keep them laughing. And, and she was like, does that make any sense to you? And I said, there's no way you, woman in Staten Island, would know that we perform on 29th Street every single Friday making them laugh. Sure. Okay, great. But yes, I was like, that makes sense. She said, your grandfather wants you to know that he comes to all of your shows and he loves what you do. Okay, great. She takes the paper back immediately and she starts writing S-I-M-I, 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 S-I-M-I. And she turns around and she goes, what is this? He's cracking up right now. And he keeps saying, see me, see me, see me, see me. And I said, that's where me, that's what me and my friends were saying last night over and over again, cracking up. And she said, he wants you to know he was there and laughing with you guys too. My head is about to explode. You can't fake the details like that. Yeah. I mean, you can, you certainly can fake it if somehow you get that information. This is before Facebook and we're posting every single moment in video online where if somebody actually wanted to. And it was out, the night previous. It was 12 hours later. It was 12 hours previous that we were laughing about See Me Wine. See Me Wine, See Me Wine, keep them laughing, keep them laughing. It was as if, it was as if a typewriter was possessed and it was just writing all of the words. Ghostwriter was telling you the message coming in Ouija board style. She was just trying to keep up with my grandfather. So that is not a physical manifestation. Well, I guess it isn't that the words were being written on paper, but nothing moved. It was just another example to me of some sort of spiritual connectivity uh -huh. that goes without explanation, but the dots really connect. Yeah, something, something from another dimension poking through and actually communicating. Uh, I have a really hard time rationalizing that one. That really messes me up. That see me thing really, really, really messes me up. Um, I could, I could, the 20, keep them laughing below 29th. I could be like, yeah, sure. She looked online. She knows that we do a thing at the pit. And I mean, but like, what medium is going to do that? Maybe your mom mentioned that Billy does a Harvard Sailing Team show. Maybe someone mentioned that. No, I don't know. None of that. None of that happened, but I, I can at least make up a few rational reasons why that see me wine leaves me at a loss. So we'll try and make some rational decision making of why this is all happening in the third act. Hope you're spooked. Okay. Um, we have to play another song, Adam. You know what I'm remembering? Yeah. We've played a lot of Snake songs that are like tight, produced, mixed, mastered, sound good. Yes. Worthy of sharing. Yes. Well, I stumbled upon a freestyle rap. Oh, God. And it's not very good. Okay. You and I that did it. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you and I did it, I remember, just because we wanted to keep rapping. <laughs> That's right. It was probably in some really shitty computer microphone. Undoubtedly. But it is over the Wu-Tang beat, Reunited. Which in and of itself is worth listening to. Right. And in this podcast, we encourage everyone to try things and fail. So here's a good example of us <laughs> trying to freestyle <laughs> and failing. Yep. Don't hold us to this standard. Please don't. Um, we'll be right back. Enjoy this snake's freestyle. If you don't like it, it's a ghost. <laughs> Here we 
we go reunited Me and Ill Will, and now we're getting knighted Get on your knees, I'll take the sword, please say One, two, three, now would you like to go to the hay house? That's where we keep the hay for the, for the mouse Mouse eats hay, not just horse no animals are paralyzed, my voice is hoarse, oh I should be cauterized, I think that means like when you put hot cotter on something, I mean solder, this is just fodder, I'm distracting you from the point at sandwiches, listen, I am half woman, half man, that's what truth, here's Billy Moof on the goose, I'm just gonna give it up, here we go Ruth, just two weird guys in a bedroom. Yo, you should see us standing here in my bedroom Door closed, so no one knows what we're doing in my bedroom It must look weird, two guys rapping in a microphone In a Mac, and we are alone But still, kind of embarrassed Cause we're looking like dudes named Clarence A.K.A. nerds, A.K.A. geeks A.K.A. birds, A.K.A. they got the leaks That's how they get the worms, that's how we get the germs It's called science, I'm dropping mathematics People are addicted, they're acting all like addicts Cause they want the rhymes, and we got the words, and we got the sentences, this shit's absurd I got a desk lamp lighting up my comp We don't know what we're doing, we really should stop But something inside says keep on going It's coming through your microphone, it ain't just blowing It is kinda peeking out the peaks of my screen Giving it back to Adam if you know what I mean I know what you mean, like Bill Nye, he's the science meme He had a show, mean mean like Joe Green Yo, Billy shaped like a linebacker I'm more like a Hewlett Packard, old fashioned and fatter But not really fat just sort of short and squat You know what I'm saying? Oh, dot, beep, beep, dot That's more code for yo Listen, now I'm on the mode That's what I call the micros mode in my hood, yo Listen, like Coda and Kathy Lee Host that morning show And no PP in their, their wine bottles They drink those wine bottles full of PP And now I got beer goggles And I'm gonna give it back a short verse But a smack of me There's just a smack of me There's Billy that was me and Adam. That is a freestyle rap that we are mildly proud of. Yeah, yeah, we're proudish. I mean, Billy, don't, you know, don't be sort of falsely humble here. You're good at freestyle rap. Oh, but yeah. so are you. There's a part in that song where you say something along, uh, a, you're a Hewlett Packard, but shorter and fatter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it doesn't make sense, but uh, in my, <laughs> but like in my rap ear, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that. Is it Chance? What was the freestyle album that he made with... Lil B. Lil B. Yeah. And I love, uh, which is so good, um, and they just made this entire album that is exclusively freestyle, um, but a lot of, like, sort of throughout that album, the Chance will, like, he won't say words, but it's almost just like he's freestyling the cadence of what the ver- mm. of what the lyrics would be. Right. You know what I mean? And that's almost as pleasing or something, just and like getting the right cadence down. It's true. That's yeah. the first step. Yeah. And speaking of Chance, if you haven't listened to this rapper's album called Coloring Book. Man, it's so good. If you like gospel music, if you like joy... If you're a fan of joy, if you're looking to feel joy, I feel very confident in encouraging you to listen to Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book. Exactly. Maybe the best rap album I've heard this year. It's really, really good. Yeah. And it does transcend hip-hop. It's it's gospel. It feels religious. Yeah. Chance, I would venture definitely believes in ghosts yeah i would say that chance the rapper what seems like the kind of guy given how sort of into spirituality yeah. and other dimensions and frankly christianity he is he, it seems like he might believe in that he, kind of thing. on the on coloring book he raps your favorite rapper is a christian rapper yeah so it's pretty pretty badass yeah yeah kanye west uh claimed before he put out the life of pablo that this is a gospel album wrong 
coloring book is a gospel album. It really legitimately is. And the few tracks on Pablo that are gospel-y, I'm sure Chance had his hand in there. I and, know that Chance was like sort of all over that record. And also Kanye says such filthy things <laughs> yeah. sometimes. It's like, yes, there's a chorus behind you, but when you're talking about like models' asses, yeah. it doesn't really play into the whole gospel thing that you promised Exactly. Us. That's not exactly pious. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is the No Joke Podcast. Um, we always try and remind you guys to please rate, review, and subscribe us on iTunes. If you have a friend who has an Android, tell them to find us on Google Play. Google Play, that's right. If you believe in ghosts, we would love for you to review the podcast with a ghost emoji oh, yeah, that's in the review. Sure. If you don't believe in ghosts, put the little red X and then a ghost. Maybe we'll clock it. I would love to see where my ghost heads are at. I, I very, very sincerely would love to know where your ghost heads are at and right. just how many of our listeners are sort of fall down. Just knee-jerk, intuitive, ghosts are real, ghosts are horseshit. Right. I would just love to know. Let, yeah, maybe we'll do a Twitter poll. That's really the way to get <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's how to get an accurate, those accurate polling. That's actually worth reminding everybody. We have a Twitter handle, at NoJokePod. If you tweeted us, we will write back. For We've sure. We've got so much time. we got all the time in the world when we're not battling ghosts right. and getting freaked out by semi-wine coincidences, right. then yeah, we're, we're responding on Twitter. If you have a ghost story or if you know a psychic in Los Angeles, give us that information. Maybe if your ghost story is interesting enough, we'll read it on a podcast coming up. But yes. you can email us at nojokepod at gmail.com. Absolutely. Now, Billy, I just want to go back to the semi-wine story for just one second and just bring up a couple of things which I think are worth noting. One is that power, like the power of suggestion. Again, I'm just trying to strive for rationality here, strive for reason. Uh, you said, you sort of said it briefly, but you said like, when I went in there, uh, when I went to the Staten Island Psychic, I was willing and ready to believe. Yes. So like that to me is like kind of like 80% of the battle mm. of like having your mind open at all yeah. to be willing to receive uh, like information or flex of information from other dimensions. Yeah. I would be like 2% ready to believe, if not zero. So that would be why like that's – That's fair. That's You know what I mean? Like you I, know, I, it, I, it went past my grandfather though. I get it that, that the going in with the right attitude is half the battle, yeah. if not so much more. Yeah. There was a kid who passed away in my high school who was often bullied. He didn't die from being bullied, of course, thank God, but he was often bullied, and I often – I hated that. I hated seeing that, and I would go to his house from time to time. We'd shoot baskets and stuff. It was just something very – I just didn't like seeing this one person get bullied. You're a nice person. He died in a car accident. <clears throat> his name was the second name on the list. Gosh. And it was, he was saying all of these really nice things. I mean, I'm talking first name and last name. Won't say it on the podcast. Right. But his first and last name was written on this sheet of paper. This is the same Simi Wine visit to the psychic? Yes. Jesus Christ. A good friend of mine, again, I won't use his name, but his father passed away about a month prior. And his name showed up. And the father, the passed away father, asked me to relay a message to his son. By which, as soon as I left Staten Island, I went to that kid's house. Actually, to the bar he was bartending out, uh, bartending at. Asked him if he could step outside for five minutes. I said this one somewhat decontextualized message, and he began bawling. Jesus. And he is a doubter. This is a very regimented uh, skeptic who I told broke him down to his knees. And that wasn't my intent. You know, you just start feeling like if you believe, now you're the messenger. Now you have a responsibility. Seriously. Because if I didn't, it would just be wrong. <laughs> if, if you told me something that my dead Nana said or like some inside joke, if you just came out of nowhere and were like, look, I know I sound cr – like how did you preface it? Not exactly like okay, that. Yeah. But, but, but very respectful because, uh, you know, this guy's also in a very sensitive spot. He lost his father who was truly his best friend. More right. than other people are best friends with their father, these two guys were best friends. Right. And I pulled him outside, checked in with him first, and I was like, listen, I'm about to say something that is going to be hard for you to hear. It's going to be hard for you to process. It's still definitely hard for me to process, but 
I think that you respect me enough and you respect my beliefs enough to, ex to at least accept what I'm about to tell you. And he was really just like, what the hell are you talking about? Get to the point. I'm supposed to be on the bar. <laughs> and I told him what was supposed to be said. And he cried his eyes out. And this is, and this is a Long Island guy who doesn't cry. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, if you told me, I'm just trying to put myself in his scenario. And if you told me something that my deceased grandmother or some inside joke that we had, and you were like, Hey, look this, right. I, I went to a medium and she sort right. of like, you know, what's so funny is that see me grandmother. wine is that it that, is that. that is that see me wine is that because you were so directly related to it in the first place. Yeah. We were laughing about it 12 hours previous. It was such a specific, right. weird, silly inside joke that was so specific to our working at catering, stealing the bottle of wine, getting back to your house and laughing at see me. Yes. And then 12 hours later, you said that your grandfather was in the room with us also laughing. Right. And apparently he wasn't a, this, I, I hope I'm not misspeaking. He wasn't, I don't think that he was like a, a jokey guy. You right. know, when you come, you come from Italy, you work on the docks in Brooklyn, like you're working hard. You're, he's a blue collar guy, you know, importing, exporting, head down, like get a family started, get like a new, you know, a new life started for the family. It right. just didn't seem like he, at least in the pictures of him, you know, Italians never uh, would look in the camera. They'd always like look away, chest out. It was just like this kind of like a... Uh, huh. He oh, was like I, pride, like pride. Yeah, just a very like, like a portrait. <clears throat> yes, he just yes, exactly, like a portrait. At least mm -hmm. this was that was the portrait of him over the fireplace in the house. So mm -hmm. that's how I I never just I never thought of him as a man. Again, I've never met him, but as a man who would be into comedy and giggling and laughing. So when you hear his advice through a medium saying keep laughing, keep laughing. There's something special that you can take. And that made me want to believe, why not more? Yeah, of course. Right. And I wonder, I just ask myself, because I've never had sort of a first-hand tangible experience like that, I wonder how I would react. I wonder if I went to a medium and she said some crazy shit to me that like about my grandfather or great-grandfather that only I knew was true. Right. I don't know what I would think. But it's true. I mean, really what you said earlier rings true is that you – it's faith. At some point, it's your choice whether or not you choose to accept this information as reality. Yes. You know? Yeah. It, because it's, I had enough moments where I said, that's, I can't keep denying this. It's actually less fun and less interesting to constantly say, no, this, this is, that's fake again. It does that. It doesn't matter. Fake again. Yes. Life's more fun saying maybe. I think that's that's a pretty good lesson and almost a, a takeaway because it's like I don't say maybe to ghosts and spirits. Uh, I say a heart, that's a no. I say right. no to that. Right. Uh, and that's not as fun. And that's I'm also, not going to get any ghost interactions if I don't believe in them. Right. And that's also not the spirit of the first 20 episodes of this podcast. Right. I feel like in this podcast, we've always tried to champion being open-minded to, to challenge yourself to think beyond what you've already thought. Yes. To just – Hope and pray that the world is more interesting than what we've already experienced. Yes. So who knows? Maybe that this uh maybe this door will open a little wider for you. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's like if it weren't coming from you, someone that I love, trust, know intimately, and like again, just trust implicitly. Right. I I, I don't know. I think I might be I, my skepticism might maintain. But right. you are my buddy, and you don't lie to me about things like this. Right. And like I believe you. I don't yeah. know what to tell. I don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in your ghosts. Right. Um, let's just get off my ghosts for a second, <laughs> because there is another ghost thing happening in the world. Um, it's not real ghosts, okay. or at least not the real ghosts. <laughs> That's tough. Real ghosts <laughs> is tough. The Ghostbusters movie. Can't wait. You're into it. So stoked. I thought that this was, so there's a lot of backlash online Shh. because men are idiots. Right. Um, and 
people, I thought this was just like an onion joke or a click hole joke that people are actually upset that there's an all women reboot. I just, for if you are one of those people and you listen to this podcast, hear me now. These four women in this movie are funnier than any man on earth. Yeah. So shut up and enjoy some great entertainment that's coming your humans. way. What is your problem? What are you insane? It's Kristen Wiig. It's it Kristen Wiig and Leslie Kate Jones Mc- and Kate McKinnon and Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Okay. Get real. Who isn't excited Get about real. that movie? I know. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be huge. I can't right. wait to. That comes out like midsummer, I think. Yeah. In July. Oh, I'll be there. Yes. I will 100% be there. I can't wait. Ghostbusters, I think a lot of people like fanboy uh, Dorcas's. Right. <laughs> I say that with a little bit of judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, fanboy Dorcas's really protect their franchises, like, you know, to right. the death. Right. And it's like, but like, it's, we love, I mean, Ghostbusters is one of those franchises that people, I mean, would die for. Really? Me too. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies, but like, we have a friend, Zach, back in New York, who like, Ghostbusters is the thing. Uh-huh. Favorite movie of all time they've taken the ghostbusters tour in new york right. all the posters all the things like and people get really protective over their childhood franchises interesting but if you can't set your nostalgia aside for a second right and just enjoy this new hilarious movie with today's hilarious humans right then then do you what do you not like art and look it maybe you're entitled to have your opinion yeah, maybe you don't like them as actresses but don't preach that you're right because yeah. you're not yeah exactly keep the door open to ghosts and women who bust them <laughs> Okay. <laughs> ghosts and the women who bust them. Women can bust ghosts too. <laughs> okay, guys? Um, yes. But I think, going back for a second, if there is a psychic in Los Angeles who's listening to this podcast, that would be a great guest. Yeah. I would be down. I think Maggie actually mentioned that she had a psychic come into her uh, workplace recently and give everyone readings. Really? Um, that was like something that happened. Yes. Okay. Maggie's equally skeptical, but uh, had an interesting experience with that. I'd love to read Yelp reviews of a psychic. Oh, God. Of a psychic or psychics in Los Angeles. Yes. Maybe we should look into that. Yeah, that would be really the great. Podcast. Yep. Because that's got to be a hard thing to review. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Let's it, look into it. Okay. Yelp reviews of LA psychics. We can probably look into it. Um, after the podcast because the podcast is over. Now it's over. Um, so we will ghost and get out of here. Wow. Come on. Do you know what I'm saying? Adam said ghost and put up the peace sign. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> well, it's kind of like saying we're going to go. Yeah, exactly. But you added the ST. We're going to ghost. Yeah. Um, was well, this was a good one, Bill. I, can't, I mean, you know, it's always fascinating. I know I've heard these stories a bunch of times, but they still hit my ears anew every single time. And I do find myself cha- – my skepticism is challenged by your ghost tales truly. So please know that. Yes. Thank please you, know man. That. Yeah. It's fun to share stories like this that are pretty intimate yeah. uh, on the podcast because, frankly, I feel quite comfortable doing it now. Great. 20 episodes in. We're a family. Let's really get to know each other. Yeah, man. And uh, the ghosts in our respective closets, both literal and metaphorical. That's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, One thing we should plug, Harvard Sailing Team is now doing shows in Los Angeles. Every last Friday of the month at 930 at the Nerdist Theater. That's right. Tickets at the door. We strongly encourage you. We're back. Yeah. We're doing an hour of sketch comedy once a month. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, come down to the Nerdist Theater totally worth promoting that's right the day that this podcast comes out that night will be our first show so that's we're right. doing the first show friday may 27 9 30 and it's actually at the nerdist school space which is right next to the comic book shop excellent 75 18 sunset boulevard awesome one yeah. other thing to promote uh, adam and i will soon be on if i were you with jake and amir so listen to that episode as well we Please look do. forward to talking to you in that media hell yeah but until then this was the no joke podcast i'm billy scafuri i'm adam lustig and we will talk to you next week thanks that was a headgum podcast